Okay, so I just want to I want to speak about um, something today. I've, I've been speaking about it a while. It's at a certain point there are to be successful uh, from a Jewish point of view. So there are things that have to go on in a person's mind. You know, you see, we have Chovos you have all kinds of uh, uh, discussions. So clearly, our obligations are not merely our physical obligation. We have obligations that have to do with what we think, or even with what we feel. Uh, and you see that the way that a person gets information is not obviously is not only physical. We get information physically. We get information abstractly through thoughts, uh, emotional, and all those things are critically important. So I want to bring one thing from the uh, on the uh, um, we were talking about uh, um, we looked in Mishnah of Rabbi Kiva in the, the third chapter of Avos. Uh, um, so one of the things we're talking about is that says the part the, the mission says a called software. So everything is expected. And it's a, the the says that's an important word because it doesn't mean like uh, people say they, they, the word knowledge. He, he says that he doesn't use the word knowledge, so we shouldn't fall into the difficulty that all the people have. You know, if, if everything is everything we have foreknowledge, but God has foreknowledge, and everything is predestined. Okay, so there's a certain point the word becomes semantic. And the simple point is that that uh, whatever we call, whatever whatever we understand, that we know something. So if we truly knew something before it happened, so there's no way that it can't have so, so to speak, it's as if it's predetermined. And clearly, whatever it means for Hashem to know something doesn't mean that. We have a million ways to explain, but the simple way is that the simple way is that whatever it means, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, not being part of this creation, whatever we say about Hakadosh Baruch Hu is, is, is in some respect is is only metaphoric. Uh, and by definition, whatever it says, whatever it means for God to exist, it doesn't have, it doesn't mean being limited uh, by time or having, or with God's existence or knowledge or whatever words we use have anything to do with time. So the idea that, uh, the idea that for a human being to truly know something before it takes place would mean that it has to happen. It doesn't mean by, by Hashem. There's a, uh, uh, I used to give examples, even from a human point of view, if a person saw a film, so the second time a person would see the same film, they would know what's going to happen, or they're not making it happen. But that's just a way of showing that there's a that there's a that there's a yotzim and a klal. You know, there's that there's a that there's a, um, a caveat. But it's not really the point. The point is that a kosh baruch has nothing to do with these things. Uh, 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 the way I understood, I've, I've said, I've said, I believe, according to the Rambam, that uh, that the only way to look at it is a kosh baruch That as far as we're concerned, it's only one time. By Kaddish Baruch, and that's why we can understand it as an extension. I mentioned the last time I visited Eretz Yisrael. Also, that it seems to me that all the problems of trying to understand Hashem is unchanging, etc., which is the Rambam's adamant and makes sense to me. Also, see so the idea of a reactive God is difficult to understand. Uh, I think because uh, because it implies a change or a revising or revision, etc. So it makes more sense to apply the same thing that the Rambam applies in terms of in terms of miracles. It makes sense to 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 apply to every single thing in the universe. I I were davening and we're, we're, et cetera. The answer is that you would, you would imagine that everything comes back to that same. Since the Baruch is not involved in time, so at every time it's all the same time, so to speak. But we're not really we're not really describing Hashem's reality. We listen from our point of view. We understand. So every time we're davening, that's itself being taken into account, and that. 
in that, so to speak, whatever second you want to call before the world comes into being, every decision you make and every new decision and counter decision and every permutation and, and, and uh, possibility is all what was taken account in that second when Hashem made the world. It's all accounted for. So doesn't mean you can't pray. Yeah, well, each time you pray, you, so to speak, for all eternities, whatever, all the, as long as we exist, as long as we exist in whatever prayers or actions we do, Will be taken into account, are taken into account, or were taken into account, or will be taken into account. That doesn't make a difference how you say it. At that same first, the second when a Kodesh Baruch Hu created the world, and it's all, it's all taken into account. So in the end, the, on the one, the, the, what the point is. So on the one hand, right, Hashem's existence does not. And the point is, and as Mishnah is saying simply, but the important point that I called software here, everything is expected. Hashem definitely anticipates every single thing that's going to take place. We're the sinner, but we have we have free will. The moral free will we have. Uh, to be able to do, and that's I think that's just a, that's just a, a point that we have to be reassured that it, really that that even though our reality can't grasp such a thing, we really can't in this final analysis. We really can't grasp it. That's in, in the, uh, such a thing. But we have to know that such a thing exists, and we have to know in order to in order to function freely, in order for us to exercise a free choice. You want to believe it. You want to believe that such a thing is true. And what I was just, I know it took me a while to get it, but that's why I explained. Some of these things are important because not important because it has to. What's in our minds is important. What's, what what does he have to tell us for? What do you have to what do you have to know this for? And it seems to me that we have to know it because there's something there. It, there is a natural part of ourselves that wants to, so to speak, of us. Say, okay, look, it's all predetermined. It's all predestined. Uh, you know, there's nothing nothing we can do about it. So and that will affect the way that we see things. And this is a particularly Jewish thing. We believe that we're completely free. They, more than they, there are certainly even non-Jews who understand that the Jews uh, contributed tremendous things to the world, not just the knowledge, etc., but also an attitude. And there was a time, if you look at that, uh, certainly in the not too far ago in human history, people really believed the way they were born was the way they were going to be. That's a, that was re, that's really the way they uh, they you know guys a miller he's going to be a miller the guy's a carpenter he's going to be a carpenter father's a carpenter he's going to be a carpenter or a smith or whatever it is. The the world was really saw it that way, and it was a reflection of a lot of things. But it's also it was a reflection of a certain set of attitudes. All of a sudden, the Jewish people are coming along and saying this mobility, etc. Avraham Avinu is the iconoclast. Avraham Avinu does lech lecha. Those ideas which we take for granted were tremendous chiddushim to the world. All of a sudden, here you can that's right. You can just you can get up and do something else. Uh, so everybody has that ability, etc. But also it's also it's also a mindset. And the Jewish people, we have a certain mindset, and uh, for better or for worse, that that affected the uh, that affected the world. There's a modern French philosopher. His name is André Guinon. So he, 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 I'm not saying he's correct, yes, but in his mind, you know, he uh, he attributed what he for his modern world, like the big effect. His modern world was affected by Einstein and Bergson. You know, they, they, Bergson was a famous philosopher, also a Jew. Well, Einstein kind of wiped him out when he came along, but. But anyway, there's a guy Bergson and uh, and Einstein and uh, and Marx. So in his mind, like his whole modern world was shaped by these guys. He saw these were Jewish people who, in his mind, who rebelled against their tribal restrictions. You know, okay, whatever you want to call it. He says that's what Jews do. We do it all the time. That's always that's always the uh, that's always the Jewish thing. They, 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 there's two possibilities, and the Jew has a third possibility. But I think that that is part of this point. To understand that we have free choice. We understand that it was a, we have a tradition. We have a tradition of, of the understanding. We have a mobility, uh, and it's critical here because in order for a person to, in order for a person to function properly as a Jew, they have to. The person has to know that despite the fact that despite the fact that on the one hand we know that there's a God who doesn't share uh, the same existential reality 
as we do. We a lot of things that shows we're reflection of the things we can correspond. But this, this, the godliness of God doesn't correspond to to to, to these things for ourselves. We can't get it. We can't get it. God doesn't come from any place. God knows everything. He said. So he, 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 that is a a world where we can't. In our there's something in us because it's it's a very deep part of ourselves. It's hard for us to, to realize that this and that we have true self determination. Maybe we don't. Maybe we don't run the world. But still, in terms of in terms of whatever matters, it's in that the Rishus and the Suno that we have the that we have the ability to. Uh, um, we can still do anything that we want. Every every person can still be the tzaddik of Russia and do what they have to do. So you tell me, look, is this such a hard point? The answer is yes. There is a certain part because first has to have it in mind. That's my humble opinion. Let me just say we have to. That's part of it. You're not going to keep that attitude. Uh, it's not going. You're not going to be able to do it. And that's why it's so important. The Torah teaches it to us. But you have to feel that way. A person feels that they. Uh, there's always an opportunity. I remember my Rebbe may rest in peace. Um, I don't know what, what was it, what, I don't remember the year. You know. Uh, the the Jew, the people were fleeing from uh, Cuba. So I'm I'm sure Jews tried to get their money out, but there were people who there were people who had a, whatever fortune they had there they had to leave. So he met a guy right after he came out of Cuba, and the guy was you know like destitute and trying to get together, you know. So he, a short while later, my Rebbe reported that he met the same person again, and. Uh, Person's, uh, you know, dressed nicely. He's got a car. <laughs> he's, he's functioning. So Mary said, "Well, what happened?" He said, "No, he's, you know, he got together, met some people. He borrowed some money. He got, he's uh, just starting a business, etc. He's, he's, he's go, going and functioning. Okay, it, to do that, that takes a certain hit. There's a certain bitachon and a certain attitude, and a person has to have it. And I think that this is a fundamental. That these ideas, not just that we know them philosophically, you have to you have to know them viscerally. It has to be. A, you have to feel them. When a person feels this way, then they then they uh, then they go forward. I think I mentioned to you one of the one of the things that always delighted me about learning with my rabbi, and I saw it again and again, and, and here, it never stopped affecting me, it affected me very deeply, that he, when we would learn, he was positive, he was positive, and I don't even describe it, he knew it's there, it's question he's going to get it, we'd learn for hours, and he'd be searching and fighting, and, and trying to understand the point, and he always, he always would have a breakthrough to really understand the particular sugya, or the particular halacha, and it was, oh, it was always beautiful, it was always amazing. And I saw him do it again and again. Like in in my mind, it was like it's like a kid whose father told him, "Listen, don't know. No matter what they tell you, there's a treasure buried here. You know, the, the whole world's laughing at I like Noah. We can laugh at you and make fun of you, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. He's digging away because he knows he knows that it's there. You know, he knows he knows that it's in front of him, and and uh, the attitude meant everything because he was gonna. He, he, it was there. He's, he knows Hashem's, Hashem's Torah is there. Hashem's the Chiddush is there. The or the deep inside is there. He's just looking. It's all he's he got the confidence going forward. It's not a self-confidence. It's a confidence in God. And here that the person knows that, that, that despite the fact that we don't share uh, that aspect of God with Hashem, with God, but we have the free choice. And even, though, even though the world does limit us and it's, it's beyond our control, but we have, we have, we have, we have complete self-determination. So I just think it's, it's critically important. The second one, it says, the Mishnah, it says, the world is judged for good. What does that mean? It means that, it means that everything, including punishment, even, even punishment, and then Akash Baruch is doing, Akash Baruch is doing what's, uh, Akash Baruch is doing what's, uh, Akash Baruch is doing what's good for us. 
which is something incredible. Though, even though, even though that's like you know, the father hurts me more than you, etc. But the answer is here that everything we don't have a vindictive God. Uh, even though you have to, we have to explain what are we going to do with the, what are we going to do with all the languages of the comma and all these things. But the simple thing is that Kosh Baruch certainly Kosh Baruch is not punishing anybody for the satisfaction of God. Everything Kosh Baruch is doing is in order to advance us and to make us do better. Parents know this. You, you punish a kid to make him do better. I mentioned the number of times. Sometimes you know, you know, when you reprimand a kid, you, you you want them to feel bad. They should. You 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 have to use the the emotional uh, the emotional tools that Hashem gives to a parent. Sometimes you want the kid to feel bad, not because you want to torture them and make them or or or, or give them a, you know what a guilty conscience such a. Not, well, yes, you do want to make them feel guilty, but not not in the not in the way to make them sick. But here you use the uh, the parental advantage, let them feel bad. So why so they'll straighten out? That's one of, that's one of the things. So sometimes you do certain things to, to make a person get the point to know what they did wrong or to feel bad and to fix it, fix what they did. And that's what you like you do with a kid. Because Baruch is doing that also. Because Baruch wants in the end to whatever it means, even punishment after this life, it's supposed to eventually straighten the straighten the neshama out so the neshama can get the benefit of the, and the, and the pleasure of being close to God. That's the simple. That's the simple. Answer and the last point, which is also which seems to be clear, says he says Everything follows the everything follows the. It's not rov hamaisim. Let me read you the words of the Pharisee uh, Israel, if you don't mind. Um, he says nearly do some of the figodo hamaisa ba'atzma. He says it's in terms of the of the action itself. The haino ofen shenaseis bo. It's the way that it's done. Okay, Belolafi Reboy must have not been it's not the number of actions. It's it's about this the greatness of this action itself. What does that mean? How is it weighed? Here. You have to know the nature of the of the uh, person who's doing it, and all those here. If you know that the, a certain person, it takes a great deal of self sacrifice to do an act, so that's considered a greater act. Uh, like we say, sometimes sometimes a person may give something that monetarily is not a great value, but it was a great sacrifice for them to to give away. It may be greater than somebody gives something away of a, of a much greater value. Obviously, these are things that are not hard to understand, uh, and. Uh, here, a person, qualitative person, can do an action in order to show off. A person can do an action for the right reason. Um, so there are so many different qualities. And the answer is the final analysis. We have to know that that really is the, that all actions are judged by what you really did. Now, this is, in my opinion, the most encouraging thing in the world and the most scary thing in the world. The reason why it's the most scary thing in the world because there's really there's no excuses at this point. If you're really going to be judged, really, for, for what you really did, uh, it's encouraging. We certainly know there's justice, but here, what you really did is what you really did. There's not not more, and it's not less. In other words, so uh, the the good news is here. That's fantastic. If I tell you, all you have to do is do your best, which I've discussed some other times. Here, that's tremendously that's tremendously encouraging. Not very few businesses are like that. I tell you, nobody hires nobody hires a CEO because he tried hard. And saying, or if the if the guy ran the company and didn't make money the last couple of years, they're not keeping him. They say, well, he tried hard. He's a good guy. They're not going to do it. But in Torah, really, the, the E for effort, when I was little, they had E for effort, by the way. When I was in school, they had, on the report card, there was one, there was one category for effort. They actually, the teacher would mark how much effort the student put out, which is kind of a nice thing. You know, even the person didn't do that well. They said the kid, they, they said the kid put out effort, which I think is, uh, you know, is, worth, is worth noting. But here, the, the other thing is, in a, even though in business, effort will not get you hired, uh, but in Torah, it, in Torah, not as it gets you higher, you get everything. A person gets a whole mahabo from effort. And according to what he's saying here, that you know you do your very best, you win. You, you, you're going to go to the highest place. 
I, I can't think of a more encouraging thing than that. The, on the other hand, here, if I didn't put out my best effort, then I know I'm not getting there, even though I had a good result. How many times do you get a good result? Sometimes, you know, it's, it's a common thing. You know, I think it's, I think it's uh, natural. I think, it's the, I think a healthy person is, is appalled when they're giving credit for something that they didn't do. Nobody wants to get credit. So, you know, when you did a great job with no effort, you're embarrassed by the, you're embarrassed by the compliment. You know, you didn't really do anything. You happened to be lucky. You, uh, you got it. I mentioned there was a doctor in Israel. He, uh, he won a, some, some big prize for developing a better burn preparation. So he, when they, he was interviewed, he was honest. He said, listen, he really said, I didn't really do anything. You'll see, he did do something, but he said, I didn't really do anything. He said, apparently in Israel, uh, on the battlefield, there were two, they had two main preparations, uh, you know, for burns, which are, you know, Rahmanis, you know, all over the place in the, in, the, in, the, in the field of war. So he was running out. So he said, just in desperation. So he, I guess he's one for one, something for the other. So he said, and he mixed the two preparations together. And then as time went on, they were following up with his patients. He noticed a dramatic improvement in the... Uh, in the healing of these uh, of these burn wounds, so he uh, studied it, et cetera, et cetera, and developed it. But on the basis of this mixture, he developed another, you know, very very good uh, preparation. So, well, at least the guy was honest. He said, "Listen, he was, what, but he, he didn't plan it, you know." But okay, the truth is, he actually did do something, you know, because at least he paid attention, he investigated, he looked into it further. But nobody wants to take credit for what they really didn't do. An honest person, there's no there's no joy in it. Uh, and the answer is there really is no credit for what you didn't do. And therefore, in the action, no matter how beautiful or big or shiny the action looks, it's really not much more, it's really no more than what you did. And no matter how bad an action looks or how, how minuscule or how nothing, the answer is what you did is what you did. That's, uh, that's, really, uh, that's really everything. You know, they have a rule, as we, 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 we the Gemara talk about, Asher Shalom Mokomo. What about a, a rich man? Who's not in its place? It's, it's the person also. The person also not collect from the tzedakah fund. He though he has money, but he doesn't have money here. What are you going to do? The guy's stuck. And so, so, uh, so what, the answer is in the right time and place. The smallest thing can be the biggest thing. That's what you got. That's what you did, and that was something of value. I mentioned when we took Weinstein. I used to hear Musa from. He was uh, he had been Mashkiach uh, Ruchni, I think, in Kelm. So he always would tell the story about the uh, czar. You know, people were terrified of the czar. The czar had life and death powers over people. The people were shaking when he came around. So he said in a certain town, the czar came to visit. Every place they went, you know, they you know, rolled out the red carpet and gave them their best, and brought their best dishes and their best foods and their best whiskey and their best everything. And they continue, and he goes to tour the railroad. He gets to the railroad. So the railroad has every period, whatever it is, they have a, a little station house. It's a little cheap wooden house, you know, with a, with a chair and a, a little table, and the, that's, that's the station guy's in there. The signal guy, whatever he is, is in there. So the czar comes, the guy jumps out, you know, is almost groveling on the ground to give the czar, you know, his little simple wooden seat in the thing, because it was raining, it was raining, so he lets the czar in, and the guy's apologizing, said, listen, I'm sorry, I can't do something better. The czar starts laughing, he says, listen, he says, when I was in the town, they were receiving me. It's their stuff. They didn't bring out their best stuff. They were in trouble, you know. He says, he says, he does But the railway, he said, I built the railroad. I'm the one who furnishes it. You don't have to apologize to me when I put in the when I put in the signal booth. He says, it's my railroad. I did it. So he used that to explain why we say by Nishmas that we first say that we can't possibly praise God. Then we say whatever limbs God gave us. We're gonna take take him. We're gonna praise God because yeah, that's not it's not really our problem. He made he made us, and if we it's the fact that. What we can do with the, with what God made is is limited, uh, has nothing to do with us. It's that, that, it, that's all that matters, and so that was over here. So the 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 
quality of a person's action, the self, the true, in true, pure intention, and self-sacrifice, uh, etc. What a person does—that's all. That's really, 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 really nothing else matters. So it's tremendously encouraging because that's all that's going to matter. The difficulty is that here, that, you, that all the other stuff is never going to work in life. You get a lot of credit for things that have nothing to do with you because things happen to work out. It was the right time and place. You, it came out good. You sounded right, etc. You know, everything's good. Okay, so that's nice. But really, really, and really, in this world, the truth is that your actions may look much better than they are, or look by the or look what much worse than they are. People don't realize that people don't know how much you try, but the, it didn't come out very good. But really, you, you might have done a heroic job at a certain point, but it just doesn't look very good. But in the, in the, true, in the true judgment of the world, like Hashem's judgment, it, 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 what, you, what you did is what's going to look good, and what, the way it looked is not going to matter. And I think this is important. So I want to, but what I wanted to say where I started out, I was actually thought I was going to get much further than I got today. But I, I was actually, I was actually trying to, you know, I still maybe have another minute here. But I was trying to, I was really using this mission as a lead up. But the point is here, you see here, these are three things in my humble opinion that that the knowledge itself, and this is what I want to explain, the knowledge itself changes who we are. It's not really here. I think you know, it's here to know that despite the fact that God expects everything that's going to happen, we still have true self-determination. To know that despite the fact that, that anything negative bothers us and any kind of punishment may be painful and distressful and obviously and, and, and un, unpleasant, we have to know ultimately in our deepest place that Hashem is never doing anything except being good to us. And that's an extremely important thing. And the third thing, to know that, to know that, to, to know that here, that no matter what things look like, the truth of who we are and the truth of what we did is all that's going to matter. My brother and I, uh, um, uh, uh, I remember we would remind each other a lot when we were, when we were younger, you know, that at a certain point it would be frustrating because you tried, but people get the wrong point or people take it the wrong way, etc. And at a certain point we, we used to reassure and said, listen, we really, here, we know that we were trying to do the right thing and we did. Okay, not to not to not to not to be stubborn about it. We we at a certain point you have to say stop it, stop stop feeling guilty when you didn't do something wrong. When I know that I try, listen, I, I'm I'm sorry about the result. I'm sorry that it happened. I'm sorry the person doesn't feel good. But the truth is that that I, I, I we did do the right thing, and I don't want to sit here and feel guilty because I did the wrong thing. You know, it's not it's not healthy. You can't do it. You have to know that the value reaction is what you did. Not the, it's not the way it looks. Okay, now my rebbe would point that may rest in peace. That that that. The fact that the truth is the truth doesn't exonerate you from trying. An example, in the Sefer Hasidikim, it says, you know, listen, you know, don't st- stop thinking that your wonderful words and things like that is what affects other people. You you say what you do, and the other Kodesh Baruch is the one who affects another person. It's true, so you shouldn't have. Don't be a bulgaiva and think, oh, your wonderful words will help this person along. On the other hand. The fact that you know that ultimately it's up to Hashem, it doesn't exonerate you. It doesn't mean you don't have to choose the right words. As my Rebbe pointed out, Mayor's name here. You have to choose the right words. You still have to try your very best to say it the very best way you can. Then you know that no matter what, after you, part of, part of being the Shem Shamayim is to choose the best words. And then you still have to know that in the end, it's not your words that do the job, but Baruch does the job. Okay? It's a different point. So you don't get to you don't get to free yourself over here. Also, the fact that you know that what you really did is what you did. Okay, but that, don't use that as a way to now. Because listen, I meant to do good. It's not my problem. It is your problem. You didn't try good enough. You tried to do good, but you weren't sensitive to the other person. You tried to do good, and you, you thought about you may have been sensitive to one thing, but you were completely insensitive to something else. You thought you were doing a wonderful thing. You did a terrible thing. You know, so it doesn't mean that uh, doesn't mean that you're a good person. I once saw a guy do something. I couldn't believe it. I, I'm, I'm, I certainly won't tell you who the person was, and the person wasn't such a good person. 
you know, but the person was maybe famous, but really not such a good person. But the person giving a lecture, and it was terrible. The person, a poor person, walked in the middle of the lecture, so the guy decided to use the poor person as a uh, object lesson in his lesson. You know, this ostensible Jewish speaker. You know, and he said, almost like, okay, now, Mister Poor Man, you're going to do this, and I'm going to. He was killing the guy. He was killing the guy. And it was it was terrible. And I said, and I, I I remember I was I was pretty young. I was probably twenty twenty one. I couldn't believe that the, you know, the height of this person's gaiva and arrogance. The person was utterly blind. Here, here's the person, so to speak, giving a course in spiritual sensitivity. The guy was not a good guy. He's giving a course in spiritual sensitivity, and he's mamish, you know, you know, embarrassing a person. Mamish Barabi was terrible. It was absolutely horrible. And with a big smile, you know, the glowing and shining and twinkling, you know, all the trappings of a, uh, of a spiritual, uh, you know, spiritual guy, you know. It was terrible. But say, but so understanding that understanding that whatever is is doesn't exonerate a person. Doesn't mean you can be you can just let go. On the other hand, you can have the confidence. So it seems to me that these knowledges change our actions. If I, it has to be drilled into a person, I have to know here. I really am free to choose, and that's extremely important. And you sit down and you do your best, and you try, and, and God doesn't. Mean, and you, you, you do it, and I know, and I know that whatever negativity I encounter, whatever Shem gives me, He's always doing the best for me. I don't mean I'm happy about it. I don't. I don't agree with these people. You know, oh, I, oh, I'm so happy. I'm, I'm suffering. And I don't think that that's a healthy reaction. And God forbid, I do not. I do not. But I think that I think that a person with the proper humility of the saying says, even when something is unpleasant, understand that at least they know that that it, it is what they, it may be what Hashem chose, they, they, and they'd rather get out of it as soon as possible. Understand? But they understand that. But they're not going to be devastated emotionally and and spiritually by the fact that they're experiencing something negative because they know that God's only doing good to them. I wish you, I hope you hear the difference. In other words, here, those because it makes sense from a human point of view when a person gets hurt or gets negative, it makes sense the person should get the wind taken out of them and and lose their lose their drive and lose their optimism and lose it. it makes sense, but that we don't. A person shouldn't. A person should because they know that Kashbrach is really trying to help them. Okay, but that you have to know that so it takes training for a person to know that because he's going to person's going to have to counter uh, a natural, a natural reaction. Here, even the, not only you know, so the, you know, I have a, I have a friend. He's an accountant. So he, he can't he advises people financially. I don't ask me and don't take my advice. You know, but apparently, but they sometimes when a person loses money in the stock market, so the the advisor is now advising them to buy more. You know, say it somehow covers the loss. Whatever you go ask the stock stock market. Where he's telling me how how hard it is. You know, the guy's the guy's you know bleeding, and the, and the guy's advice. See, right now, right, right. The only way to save is I'm going to put more money in. You know, to, to cover the loss. Yes, I'm going to go back up again, whatever it is. Okay, it's very hard for a person to do that. So it's natural. It's natural when we understand the grandeur of God and, and, and the, God's dominion. It, there's a natural part of ourselves that doesn't feel free, and you have to know it. When we get, when we get, when a person, Rahman, a person gets any negativity, any kind of punishment, etc., it, it's natural for the person to get the wind blown out of them and not to, have the, not to have the positive attitude, not to feel that they can go forward. And the person has to drill home to himself this understanding that God's only taking care of them in the final analysis, even if, even if they don't like it. But they know because that's because it's going to stop the natural human reaction from hurting them. And the same thing also about Kolofi Rova Maisa. Sometimes sometimes things really are not going your way. Yes, and that's the main point. It doesn't look good, or what you try doesn't come out very pretty. You know, saying it's not, uh, it just doesn't work out, or it just doesn't look very good, and or or, or the other way, or it looks great. You know, saying and we we have to stop the normal new reaction when something comes out great, a feeling that we're great. 
or something comes out terrible, a feeling we're terrible. I told you, I have a good friend. I, I, I love the guy. I told, I told you, whatever, whatever crash it was, one of those crashes in the, you know, in the last 20 years, I'm ready to wear a second. But there was one that was really bad. And a lot of these people I was meeting, you know, people who had been, you know, a lot of the young people, you know, they got out of school, they were getting jobs for a lot of money in finance, you know, they had a degree. And uh, when, the, when the crash came, these, these kids were like blown out of the water. They were struggling to get a job, let's say, you know, which for them was not a lot of money. They were struggling, you know, trying to get a job for ninety thousand dollars. You know, so we, you know, a lot of people would be thrilled. You know, but for them, you know, they're dragging their feet. To, oh, only ninety thousand. They were there. We used to get cut several hundred thousand dollars for their job. In any case, I spoke to a friend of mine who was a trader, and I I loved him so much. What he said, I quoted him a bunch of times. He said to me, he said, you know, he said, I'm lucky. I'm a religious man. He said, he said because when we were making the money, he said, I didn't think it was me. He said, and now that we're not making the money, I don't think it's me. So, and I, I loved it. I thought it was such a beautiful point. Yeah, he's, he was fortunate where other people, because why, why would some of these people, they were devastated. Their own self-worth was destroyed by, the, by, by their loss. And I understand that. It's natural. That's a natural human reaction. Something's wrong with me. When things don't go, when things don't go well, it's me. You see? So he said, listen, when, when it was going great, I didn't take the credit. That's what he, he said. He didn't say it that way. He said, when we were making money, I didn't think it was me. Now that I lost it, I think it's me. So he's fortunate. Instead of being instead of being emotionally devastated by his financial losses, he, he's he's not happy about the loss of the money. But he's not feeling. Oh, I'm a nobody. I'm a, I'm nowhere. He had he was the same person he was before, because he had a healthy attitude. He, that's this Mishnah. Here, if a person understands that, that that it's according to what you do, and that's that's who you are, you don't have to worry about it. Then we, even when things are looking terrible in in terms of what you've done, you, you still you, you can still be the same good person. And you're not going to take credit when it goes the other way. That's natural. So the understanding stops you from making the wrong conclusions about the world. And that's why I understand this. I see at a certain point it's critical for a person to drive home a certain understanding because the understanding in our minds or in our hearts is going to change the way we behave. When a person gets gets negative or gets gets knocked off their horse, here it's natural. That's it. I'm out. It's over. And there are people like that. People have one negative experience. They quit. It happens to people. Some guys they go to, but the other people, other people don't don't do it that way. They you're right. They had a problem. They pick themselves up and they go back in. They don't decide. Well, they're no good because they had a failure. Here, yeah, person got punished. That's right. It's no good, but it doesn't mean that Hashem doesn't love, doesn't love them. Doesn't want to take care of them. But other people they become paralyzed because of what's going on. You know, here the answer is Hashem is never never coming out to hurt us. It's not happening. So that's it. We have to put it into your heart. And the same thing with the first point in the Mishnah here. The fact that that's right, we keep running into the brick walls of, of the limitations uh, of the fact that we're human and God is God. There's no way out of it. There's no way to solve that problem. But, uh, but the person has to know deep down uh, that, uh, that no matter what it looks like, no matter what barriers the world puts up, uh, Hashem puts up, that the person is free completely determine their righteousness or God forbid or their lack of it and that's something you have to be drilled home I'm saying that a lot of things that so much depends on a person's mindset they have you know everybody has in sports and other things like that people people um, what's the word they, they uh, I forgot the word you know when a person like they envision themselves you know in, in a certain situation they can see themselves you know jumping over the hurdle they can see themselves you know climbing the wall they can see themselves uh, uh, you know running 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 that particular race they envision it. The person gets it in their mind. They psych themselves into it. And it helps. It helps people in a lot of different things. The person goes over it and, and, and pictures it and practices it. So here, there's a certain place we have to keep certain things. I, I just want to say these three things I think are really 
are critical, and it, it's worth sitting down and thinking about. You know, to, to recognize, say, listen, I'm absolutely going to be whoever I want to be, as far as what matters. You're right. You're not going to you 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 don't you do not have free choice to decide if you're going to be king of the world. Not the way I understand it. Whether you're going to be the champion or this or that. You bet. I don't. I don't. I don't think. You, I don't think you get that choice. But you do get a choice. There's certainly, there's certainly a person has to drive home that there's nothing stopping them from being as righteous as they want to be. Is it? And that, the, and that. Even if a person has negative experiences in this world, they, God is never not taking care of them. That's such an important, uh, incredibly important thing for a person to, person to know. And you see it sometimes. You know, I some, it's all, I hopefully you see a lot of times in a healthy. In a healthy parent-child relationship, even some of the parental the parental pot the kid, then at second level the kids see the kids are sobbing into the parents' arms. You know, that's that's I, that's a good thing. That's a good thing in my opinion, is because the the kid knows that the fact that the parent punishment is doesn't does nothing to do with the fact that the parent loves them and that's the one who protects them. Who are they going to go crying to? After they're here, the, the abba hits the kid. The kid goes crying to the abba. You know, to hold them, they they get hit by the abba or the, or the ima. That's a good. That's a healthy relationship in my in my opinion. You know what I mean? And the so, but we have to we have to drive it home because it doesn't feel that way. Yeah, when but a person gets a gets a, a potch, it hurts. And say, nobody, nobody, it doesn't feel like, doesn't feel like God's loving you at that point. So a person has to remember it and put it put it into their heart. And also, he said the last thing also not to be fooled by the way things uh, by the way we look, not to be fooled by the way we look, by the way our actions look, and to remember also it just matters what the truth is. And you know, if it came, you have to luck out and be lucky that things worked out. That you really just got to basically forget about it because you you know you're lucky it has nothing to do with what you did, you know and you can forget it. Uh, other people say, "Wow, I, I guess I am kind of smart." <laughs> it's, that's that's it's suicide. It's the kiss of death. <laughs> wow, I, that came out great. I guess I'm really good. <laughs> that's the kiss of death. Yeah, because the other person is going to be is not going to be looking at the truth of what they're doing. Anyway, I'm sorry it took me so long. I'm not. I'm not on my. I'm not. Everything's fine. I'm just not 100 percent awake today. Uh, it took me a while to get it together, but that's what I want to say. Yeah, there are things that are there are things that are are in your mind or in your heart, and it pays to work on them because not having those things in your mind really really changes the way we behave. That's the point. And the psyching yourself or knowing that it makes all the difference. Okay, boss. I thank you very much. Rebetzin Osay. Thank you. God bless. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you. everybody. Call to a wonderful week. Thank you, Rashida. Thank you. God bless. Call Call to, to, thank, you. thank you. Thanks, everybody. When is the next year? I guess Elo. Right after Elo. Okay. We're, we're after Rashida. God bless. Call to. Thank you so much. Call to. Call to. Thank you. 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 Thank you